Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Hey, everybody. We are so glad you're here with us today. I am here with Pastor Bob, Pastor David, and I'm Liz. And today we are discussing leadership. We're, I know this is a huge topic. Too big. It's too big. It's too big, it's too big for, big for our yeah. mere mortal brains. Yes. But we are going to um, start exploring this subject today. Pastor Bob uh, teaches leadership quite a bit. It's kind of what his life is about. So we're glad to have you with us as an mm. expert an expert in leadership today. We know you yes, have all of your degrees yes, and degrees in it. Yes. I've been through all the training and yes. You've been through an awful lot of training, maybe <laughs> yeah. not just the way, you know, school training, the but school the of school of hard knocks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good So yeah, like I said, we know this is a huge subject. I'm mm-hmm. no I know there will be other podcasts Absolutely. where we're touching on leadership things because it's uh, pretty important and uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about leadership and mis trainings. <laughs> That's out of word about leadership. Did you just come up with a new word? <laughs> I did. I'm like Shakespeare. Oh man. Okay. David will <laughs> write those down in his new words. Book. Me thinks mistraining <laughs> is a poor choice of words. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's good to start off with a little frivolity <laughs> because this, this subject gets deep quick. <laughs> it's like quicksand. So, okay. To start off. What is a leader? Is that something like a, a silly question? What, yeah. What is a leader? Leaders lead. Oh, that's... <laughs> see, you guys think it's so complicated, but it's really not. I'm just right. But um, you know, the leader's the first guy in the line. Mm-hmm. You know, we throw a bunch of cliches out there. Right. A leader without any followers is just a guy taking a, a walk. We like your okay. cliches. So, Those are nice. Leaders are going somewhere. That's all. I Those are say. all. That's all you back, know. Kick it back to you guys. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Is I there a confused. difference between like a godly leader and a secular leader? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually not. You don't think so? Go ahead. No. What's a leader? Okay. Well, they're just, leader they're too? leading in different uh, venues, I think. But mm-hmm. they're you know there's some components of leadership that have to transpire between transpires. That, no, mm-hmm. yeah, between both uh, uh, venues, if you will. Mm-hmm. But what is a leader? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's question, a tough huh? question, right from yeah. the get go. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yes, a leader is a person that leads. I always confuse uh, the word lead with lead, <laughs> L-E-A-D. Like lead poisoning. Lead, lead poisoning. <laughs> some, we do have lead poisoning some, also. Yeah, sometimes yes. there's lead poisoning, exactly, <laughs> and it's they, they lead down things. But um, a leader, I believe, is actually someone that's there to promote everybody around them. Mm. It, it, if we're looking at it from a you know, scripturally sound point of view and from a – the way I believe God actually designed leaders to be, yeah. it's actually to lift up everybody mm. around them. Mm. Everybody. Yeah. And that's a tough thing for a lot of leaders because in the more common sense of the word or natural or carnal sense, I would say that a lot of leaders, they attempt to look good and be great leaders mm. by squishing everybody else around them down. So they yeah. basically pushed everybody down so they look they're above. And that's not God's way. Yeah. You know, and God, his way is really to, uh, you know, if you're really a true leader and you have the heart of God, then you're raising up everybody to <laughs> their full potential, or at least you're getting out of the way, you know, the, right. the Iacocca thing, right? <laughs> Lead, follow, or get out of the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're, you're get out, I think good leaders also can get out of the way well. Yeah. Like they can, after they uh, initiate some form of leading, they actually 
allow people to then begin to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. I think when we're, we're talking about leading, right. There's some, um, involvement there with motion, right? There's like a, there's a forward motion of some sort that's happening. And, um, just in a very natural sense, you know, if you're leading someone down a path, you're leading, you know, like Moses with the children of Israel, leading them. It wasn't just so to get Moses from somewhere. It was his, his job was to bring the people somewhere, right? right? That was his whole um, assignment as a leader mm-hmm. was for the benefit of the people to bring them to where God had for them. Mm-hmm. And so there is this um, uh, concept of movement of some sort, um, movement, motion, advancement, mm-hmm. you know, of the people. And yes. that is actually what a leader is suppo- is tasked to do is to help the people advance. Right. Forward. Well, also it gives, um, that leader is supposed to be someone that, uh, people look at to follow. Yeah. That's a major component of leadership. Right. Uh, and I think, uh, I know in some, um, recent term, uh, times we've run into, you hear like we lead from behind. It's like, no, <laughs> no, you don't. Now, whenever I hear that, I think about, you know, like uh, you see the, like those old, you know, English movies when they're fighting and like the generals all the way in the back and send in the squad, <laughs> you know, and they're just like, yeah, send in that person. And it's like, yeah, I like the leaders that are out in front, mm. you know, that are not afraid to take the bullet with you. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's my leader. That, and so it's not somebody that's coward and pulling back right. because leaders they should inspire the people around them. Uh, you know, so if we go religion on this, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus came, you know, yeah. firstborn among many brethren. He led us into a place that uh, where he was willing to give his life. Yeah. Not just willing, he actually gave his life. Right. <laughs> and so leaders, um, we can get into really weird places if we are like willing to give everybody else's life mm. and not our own. And then Jesus got out of the way. And then he got out of the and way. He said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And yeah. he says, it's to your advantage I go. And the helper will come. Right. right. And then he will lead us lead. somewhere. He will lead us into all truth. Yeah. And I think that that's a huge component of what we're called to do as leaders in the body of Christ is we're not just leading people towards an agenda or a plan. We're leading them into all truth. Yeah. Like it's a thought thing. It's not just, um, you know, it's not just uh, just achieving something. It's mm-hmm. what are people coming yeah. into? Right. What, how do they see how do they view God, the world, their calling? Mm-hmm. We need to lead them into that place, right? And so the Holy Spirit is there to lead us. <laughs> so yeah. I think like if you're right. you're asking the question of what's a leader, the Holy Spirit, I mean, I would just say a leader has to be led. A yeah. leader has to be one that can be led by the Holy Spirit. That might seem like a very basic point, but a leader, you know, we're not just um, on our own here as leaders. Yeah. We have a higher leader. We have yes. a master. We have a commander. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. I've heard it said that the, you know, the leader is the first follower, mm-hmm. um, really, because yeah. they are, um, should be <laughs> mm-hmm. seeking Holy Spirit, finding the will of the Lord for the people that they are um, assigned to. Mm-hmm. And, but they are following. It's never our own agenda. It shouldn't be our own agenda. One thing that both of you guys kind of mentioned, I just want to um, yeah. bring out is that, you know, when Jesus came, uh, when he was uh, assigned to lead us, he came to mm-hmm. the came to earth uh, to lead us. Or when mm-hmm. Holy Spirit came, they actually came to where the people were and became and and were with us. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't this separated yeah. place of leadership of like, mm-hmm. well, I'm over here and you're over there. And there's this disconnect between the leaders and the followers. Mm-hmm. They're completely enjoined mm-hmm. and together and actually like came to where we are and are with us and among us and in the mix. And that I think is such a, it just hit me while you guys were talking, like mm-hmm. such a key component of um, what it actually means to lead like Jesus or to lead like God does is that there isn't this distant place of like, I am the leader and I am in this separated place from you. It's like Jesus was like living, breathing, walking, sleeping (laughs) with, with the people he was leading and demonstrating that to us. And same thing with Holy spirit, you know, like he's, he actually came and made his home in us, you know, like he, there's no separation there. He is so completely um, Mm -hmm. invested in his leadership that he's completely part of us now. Right. Yeah. He's not afraid of that. Yeah. He's, and that's what I think a lot of times uh, leaders, uh, they're afraid to uh, enjoin themselves to the, in church, if we're talking Mm -hmm. church leader or the body of Christ, um, because of how they'll look. They're they're afraid to be exposed for who they are because they're people just like everybody else with the same temptations, the same, issues the same things they have to work through and the f- same you know greatness and faith and working through things positively also but a lot of times uh leaders don't want to be seen in the wrong light because yeah. they have this idea of a leader that's separated mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. rather than joined mm-hmm. to uh the people you're leading and yeah. uh, you know people tie into a leader more when they know, Hey, you're, you're with us in this right. and you're the leader. I actually believe they respect you more as a leader mm-hmm. when they know you're in, you're in the, you're in the fray with them. You're in the, in the work with them. Um, and you know, because it's that, and this is, you know, pretty normal and we see this, how it's evolved in culture, uh, in all sorts of framework as in business and, in, in you know, in, uh, uh, politics and also and church where uh you know like i said we're well we're the ruling class <laughs> and mm-hmm. you're the ruled and right. so that's there's such a weird separation there mm-hmm. that people uh know right away you actually don't have my heart so why would i give you my heart mm-hmm. i might just do the right things enough to appease you but you do not have my allegiance you do not have my love mm-hmm. you do not have my care you're, you know what I'm saying? You're, right. you're, there's that separation. So if you, mm-hmm. if you want people to give their all to you, then you must be in it all with them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, just yeah. real quick is mm-hmm. look how Holy Spirit leads. It says, if you're led by the Holy Spirit, you're not under the law. And the Holy Spirit brings mm-hmm. liberty. Like he brings freedom. He brings the people into truth. He brings them into the fullness of their potential. Right. And it's this idea of, like you said, not ruling over someone, but coming alongside them and walking with them. Yes. Having a direction. Yes. Having mm-hmm. authority, but saying like, I am in it with you. Like mm-hmm. that's so amazing to even just see how God leads and how God is within himself, father, son, and Holy spirit. I don't think we'd ever say God isn't a leader. Like God, God's the number <laughs> right. one leader. <laughs> right. And yet within God, there's yielding. Like I said, Jesus went to the father and he poured out the Holy spirit yes. and yet he is with us always. And he is in the spirit and the spirit's in him and they're submitted to the father. Right. And just looking at the Trinity, it can seem eggheaded. It can seem conceptual, but I think we need to draw um, our highest vision of leadership from how God operates within himself. 
Yeah. So. And and I've heard it said, and you were touching on this, that, mm-hmm. um, you know, people will say, well, you can't be too, you people can't be too familiar with you. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Because then they mm-hmm. won't respect you. And I know it, um, people said that even like our founding pastor, when they were like, mm-hmm. you know, she's in the mix and she's fellowshipping and they're like, you're too familiar. They won't be able to, you know, follow you and respect you. And it's like that. Those two things are not um, mutually exclusive, right. <laughs> you know, and right. um, I would have been funny if someone said that to to Jesus, you know, it's like because people were able to completely access him as a man and yet completely understand the anointing on his life, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I think we have to give people a little bit more credit than um, sometimes we do because you can be. Um, a person who's deeply in relationship with people and they can still honor the assignment on your life to lead them. Right. Right. There's those things are not opposed to each other. And I think so many times in Christianity and ministry, we like, we pit things against each other that are not, <laughs> they're not against each other at all. They yeah, actually, and actually are, people did say that about Jesus, the Pharisees, right? You're like, Hey, you eat with sinners and drink with them. And you're like with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's the like, whole, I've come the whole to deal lead, here. I've come <laughs> to lead this church, <laughs> you know? And, but, and, and yet, so there's such a dichotomy because like the, those leaders, the yeah. Pharisees, they were separated, yes. right? And that, you know, they, and Jesus spoke directly to that, you know, make these really long prayers out in the streets so everybody can see you, you're bringing attention to yourselves, mm-hmm. like, you know, but you're not in, you're not carrying the heart of the people. You're not in with the people. You're, yeah. you have no, you're not carrying my heart toward the people yeah. with them. Right. And that, and, you know, God's got some serious problems with that he's like you know and so yeah they they accused him just straight up of that like hey you're in you're you're in the mix what's wrong with you yeah if you should be if you were a leader you know you would you know you'd be in the green room oh 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 ouch uh, yes. No, yes. No, no, you'd be. No. And I'm, you, not against you'd already, I'm not against green rooms. <laughs> you'd already be in the car on the way to the right. next, uh, right, next right. flight. Next <laughs> you, you, you just come, I'll come in when the praise and worship's all done and the presence of God's here so I can come in and bring my gift. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't go there. Yeah. I didn't go oh, there. man. I that's, went there. Well, well, what that's saying, okay. well, what you're Those saying people is will huge. not be listening to this podcast. It, <laughs> yeah. That, it, oh, man. Okay. We just, yeah. Did we just go there? Hit this nerve that goes so. Deep well, I think I think we can just we can play off that though because what you're saying is like accessibility and availability yes is so huge and many church leaders they don't allow themselves to be available or accessible right. to people and that's going to limit your effectiveness you might be able to lead in what you speak but again your life isn't going to teach like mm-hmm. you're not because you're not immersing yourself in them and that's just a practical point that I've you know tried to take to heart is like to try to be available and in a relationship like you guys are saying. It's just, um, yeah, we can see the abuses, but we can also just take it as personal counsel of like, hey, I know what I need to do. I know right. how I need to, to lead in that way. Well, Jesus was there with his guys. Right. Uh, and apparently one of them wasn't so hot, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so nice. But, you know, they all were there leaning on his, you know, Breast, being with him, hearing his heart. I know it just says John, but come on, they were all there. They, I believe he was close with his guys, yeah. and they 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 had access to him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he went and he had time alone with the father, and we we know that. But he he was totally connected. They saw him, you know. They probably right. saw him tired, and they probably you know, oh, yeah. or mm-hmm. you know, oh geez, that you know these people, they're always you know they're trying my soul here today. It, either that or he wasn't tempted in every way like we are. 
right. you know, according to the word he was. So, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, he went through stuff with his guys present with them there and not just the guys, but all the other people that mm -hmm. were there. Right. And so why would, you know, the Bible talks about the few women that actually uh, supported his ministry and mm -hmm. like, why would they do that if he wasn't in their life? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I said, he didn't come out of the green room and like, okay, I'm going to heal now <laughs> and then I'll be back. <laughs> oh boy. Oh Bring the God. fish to my dressing room. <laughs> It's wrong. Only the green. I'll come. Ends. I'll come to Capernaum <laughs> if I have a suburban and I have a hotel room. Oh my gosh! Yes. And what happens to you if you're dressed in all green in the green room? You just, you know, and you happen to be like, you know, the Hulk, yeah. and you just disappear into the corner, and nobody knows you're there. Hey, Pastor Bob, here's a question. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it was written by a really smart person. Okay, I think. But this question oh, yeah. says, "What makes people lead?" You wrote this question. So. I wrote that question. <laughs> what do you think? What makes someone lead something? Well, I believe that the um, – it's interesting because I believe leaders have a, a compulsion to lead that's mm. in their – it's in their soul. It's in their life. Um, it, it's a driving uh, that happens in them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they fight it. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they, they, it's a faith thing. But I actually believe it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a calling that happens in, uh, on a leader's life. And, uh, and then there's the, the recognition of the calling. And then the walking that calling out and how that actually all looks in reality. And so I think that there is that thing that people are called to. And even when they try to resist it, they keep getting called by God, you know. And so there you, I mean, you have all this stuff happening with, we see it in the Bible. We see leaders called, we see Moses called, okay, you're going to lead my people. I can't talk. I can't do it. You know, all right, I'll get your brother, you know, this guy to do it. But, you know. Aaron's going to talk, but you're going to be God, Aaron. So now, what? Now what? Now, now I just raised you up to the God level, <laughs> and it's like, now what are you going to do? So you know, obviously, is the calling of God, and also our making our calling and election sure. But I believe true leaders, um, like I said, that compulsion to lead, but also um, a desire to see people around them, like yeah. just you know, brought closer, you know, obviously in Christianity, brought closer to the Lord, mm -hmm. uh, in business, a desire to see the, the business be successful, not right. just themselves, but the, you know, um, it, you know, it politically. So let's go across the whole spectrum there because it happens in all those areas. It's not just so that they can have power. It's so that they can empower a people. Right, it's like it's yeah. for the good of the, and so there's a, you know, like I said so, yeah. But what what drives a, what causes, yeah, those things. Mm -hmm. I think it's that. That's when it's done in its purity and right. I think it's often we see it demonstrated, not right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would just say like it's a need that the the person sees mm -hmm. that maybe somebody else doesn't see, and it's what they've been called to address. Like somebody that has a really strong gifting for mercy. They might see like, wow, the, the homeless in our city are just not reached. And they will then feel that burden to, to lead in that way. Mm -hmm. Where someone else might not even see that as a need. <laughs> so, of course, they're not going to lead in that way. If you have an evangelistic gift, right, and you're like, whoa, like there's so many people in the city that are trapped in uh, bondage or addiction or, you know, darkness or skepticism. Right. We got to go get them. We got to figure out some way. Like, and so you're going to lead where the Lord 
um, provokes your spirit, right? In Acts 17, Paul was, he was waiting mm-hmm. in Athens and it said he was provoked in his spirit because the city was full of idols. And then he didn't just sit there. He went and he shared in the marketplace and house to house and on right. Mars Hill. And he went and, and did something and he rallied some disciples. He rallied people behind him because he was just, he, it was so important to him. That's like, that compulsion I was saying. It. Yeah. You yeah. Feel, I, I believe leaders mm-hmm. feel that they feel that, that urge to, to do something. Um, and in that process, it means, you know, uh, gathering people, mm-hmm. leading them, uh, hopefully not driving them, <laughs> 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 but you know, you know what I'm saying? But really, uh, inspiring people, uh, to, um, actually the inspiration comes when you're actually inspiring people of, with your vision that God's given you. Mm-hmm. With you know, like you said, you gave an example of like a, you know Paul and what he saw at that particular time. But there were other visions he had, sure. or you know, concepts that he tied into that became not just concepts; they became uh, callings from God. Where that he, you see it, you feel that coming up in you, and then you rally people to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a big component of how a leader leads and who they are when they're leading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I do think too that there's some, um, there are just some people they have leadership on them, like you were mm-hmm. saying, and they mm-hmm. may try to deny it, but other people recognize it, mm-hmm. and they are they're drawn, they're right. drawn to them, and um, I think it's important to recognize that if that's on ourselves, sometimes it's hard to, at least for me, it was hard to. It's never a title. No, it that's isn't. the one it's thing. Really is that most people are looking for a title you know? first to lead, and that's it's never a title. The leader yeah. of the church isn't the apostle. Yeah, right. It's not the pastor. It's the Pope. It's the Pope. The only leader. <laughs> well, there is an anointing yeah. there, right? Yeah. That yes. um, that yes. is part of the drawing that people people respond to the anointing on mm-hmm. someone's life. Whether or not that person totally embraces it all the time is another question, right. you know. But there is something that's undeniable on someone that is anointed and assigned and called to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is a question that comes up a lot in in Christian circles: is are all Christians called to lead? Wow. I know. I'll go first and you guys can correct me because okay. I'm sure I'm wrong. You guys have more <laughs> well, experience, experience right, in right? this. Okay. So um, I'd say you're probably called to lead in at least one area. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're a mom leading your kids or you're a husband leading your household or you you are, do have a leadership in, you know, in business, you have something, you're called to show Jesus's leadership in that area. You might not have an anointing to be like over a, a huge amount of people, but I, w- I would say there's a vocation where God has called you to lead people, at least in the sense of leading them into all truth, like the Holy Spirit, like leading mm-hmm. them into relationship with God. That's why you're on the earth, right? So I would just say that's part of it in my view. Yeah. I'm sure you guys will build on that. Well, I also think, uh, you know, obviously, and so it's not a cliche, but, the, you know, we, we also have to lead ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, I mean, I think that's the rawest component of leadership, which yeah. a lot of people abandon yes. and, and go, well, that's up to somebody to tell me what to do and how to do it and when to do it and why to do it. And so they really deny the fact that, you know, you have Holy Spirit in your life. If you've mm-hmm. come to Jesus and mm-hmm. you've received Holy Spirit and you, you know, he's, he's there to lead and guide you. And so you actually have a leader <laughs> resident. <laughs> now you have to yeah. um, yield to that leader, yes. but also in that process, you're leading, you're, mm-hmm. you're understanding uh, that you are directing your life first. Yeah. Uh, so there, it comes in a lot of flavors, but I think, you know, yeah, there's the most fundamental of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and where you're not just giving it, you know, you don't put it on somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not a victim. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You've led yourself into that place. And that's where a lot of people lose it. Right. They're right. just like, yeah. well, you know, the devil made me do it. Oh, my 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 wife was treating me bad and I had to do it. And it's like this, uh, my church isn't the perfect church. So I just had to, you know, yeah. uh, rebel against that. And, well, you didn't lead yourself, actually, is what you didn't do. Right. <laughs> you just didn't take the initiative to uh, walk the way God is calling you to walk and lead in your whole life. And like I said, these are these are big big um subjects i mean you can expound on every one of these and we can you know and today's our first one and we're just kind of just breaking it open a little and there's Mm going to be multiple of these and they're going to come in lots of flavors i know that but uh so yeah i think there's the first one obviously you know are you leading uh you know your family are you leading there's a lot of leadership roles Mm -hmm. uh, but if you are relegating leadership to something that has to be assigned to you by somebody else and uh somebody else is going to put a title on you and Mm. a big you know a big sign over your door saying you know i as a leader (laughs) you know (laughs) if you're waiting for that you'll wait too long and you will never lead Mm. yes yeah yeah Yeah, i think um you know well to answer my own question please do I I do. (laughs) Are all Christians leaders or should all Christians be leaders? I think in a very basic way, yes, of course. Um, Because if we're talking about leading as um, serving people, if we're talking about lead like the way Jesus said you will lead Mm -hmm. right, by serving and and that your assignment is to advance other people into the places that God Mm -hmm. is calling them to do, that that's actually the definition we're using of a leader, then yes, absolutely, all Christians are supposed to be helping other people come into the fullness of the the calling and the anointing on their lives. And I think where we get tripped up is we do begin to look at leadership as hierarchy. We do begin to look as leadership at leadership as position. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, and it certainly can be position. You, there is positional leadership where you are assigned to oversee something or a certain group of people or you're, you're tasked with um, accomplishing something or even um, shepherding a group of people. But um, there is a we have to be able to distinguish those things, right? Mm-hmm. That there's there's positional leadership, but there's also just the basic functions of leadership, right? Make disciples. Mm-hmm. Right? That's an assignment to every to every Christian. That requires mm-hmm. that you are actually leading somebody into a place of becoming a disciple and you're helping them and you're helping them grow and you're walking with them and you're helping them know which way to go and which way not to go. And so um just to break some of the mindsets, I think, around mm-hmm. leadership just at this at this offset as we're tiptoeing into this <laughs> subject yeah. is that, yes, you are called to lead. Um, no, you may not be called to have an appointed position in the church. And are you can you be OK with that? And can mm. you still lead even though you haven't been given that position and lead well in the places that the Lord has assigned to you? Those are some big some big questions. So does this go along with the idea of like being in charge versus being a leader? <laughs> What's the difference there, Pastor? Well, Paul? yeah, in the Bible, <laughs> you know, um, you know, when uh, Jesus' disciples were arguing amongst themselves, like who's going to be greatest, I think they were coming from a spirit of who's going to be in charge. I actually believe that mm. they they're like, Hey, you know, you're like, not going to rule over me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to go get my mother. She's yeah. going to advocate for me because right. she knows I did really well in grade school. And so I should be the leader here. I got the, I got the, I got the, you know, the, the credentials. Right. right? And so you're a being, gifted child. Yeah. Gifted child. Yes. And so, um, yeah. So, uh, ruling, uh, is 
a whole different thing. That is a uh, that can be done with an iron iron fist and just forcing your will on people. Mm-hmm. Which hey, we have great examples of that all through history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's like you know where <laughs> millions of people have been you know under that kind of uh, oppression. Um, and rulership, if you will, you know what I'm saying? And it's not supposed to be so amongst us as Christians. And so, yeah, you can uh, be in charge and you can uh, advocate for your way, my way, or the highway, you know, because I'm in charge here. And a lot of people look at leadership that way. They think that's that's what it is. That's uh, And there's balances there too that we will discuss in all this, but there, and I don't want to go into the whole thing now, but yeah. the, but uh, yeah, if, if we just think I'm just going to, you know, see, I'm in charge and you need to listen to me. Mm-hmm. You, you pretty much lost everybody in the room yeah, <laughs> yeah. just to start with, <laughs> just to begin with. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. do you think, Pastor David, the difference between being a leader and being in charge? Mm. You asked him his own question. I, I love think, it. <laughs> well, charge has to do with a, with a charge, with an accountability. And so I can lead. I mean, I should lead at all times. I should be leading people to make disciples and all that. Mm-hmm. But the things that I'm in charge of, I, I have a higher degree of responsibility mm-hmm. in. And so um, somebody might be in a place where they're in charge of something and they're responsible for it and they're accountable for it. And yet they refuse to lead in it, mm-hmm. which is a really, really bad place to be. They're not it's somebody that's not taking to heart what leadership is or what being in charge is. Yeah. And so when you're yeah. you're put put in charge, um, you are charged. This is in Second Timothy four, where mm-hmm. you know Paul said to Timothy, "I charge you in the presence of God and the angels right. by the second coming, <laughs> preach the word." So Timothy right. was very charged to preach the word. <laughs> yes. Now he could have just said, "Okay, well, um, you know, okay, let's have a Bible study," and not really lead anyone towards that, or he could give it his whole heart. He could put mm-hmm. a, his whole self into that. Um, so I do think just because you're in charge doesn't mean you will lead. And just right. because you lead doesn't mean that you're in charge. Yeah. But if you're in charge and you lead, that's going to be good. Also, I think there's some uh, subtle differences between uh, leading and, like you say, being responsible for something or in charge of something or charged to do something. Mm-hmm. And that is, I believe, leaders, uh, when they understand who they are and the anointing that's on them, that they actually have an anointing that's with that an authority that's with that that actually issues from them mm-hmm. that actually and it's not to you know lord over somebody it's actually to inspire them to do their thing so mm-hmm. you know like you say you know Paul can can add you know can basically speak into Timothy speak into Titus speak into the people around him even people that were there first if you will apostles mm-hmm. that were apostles when he wasn't mm-hmm. and uh, with an authority that brings the anointing of God and that's leadership that's a di- that's a different aspect of leadership that uh, he's okay. showing and demonstrating and Jesus Christ you know coming and his authority was from the father his mm-hmm. anointing is from God anointing from the very beginning and it's and that's leadership i think at its it, it's it's most uh, raw flavor and so when when we have a and this is why I mentioned earlier that you know when you lead, you're you know if at its raw level, you're you know or most pr- you know primary level, you're leading yourself because you actually have authority in your life. God gave you authority in your mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. and so then He anointed you in your life to exercise leadership, right? And that, yes, and if He expands that authority outside to family, friends, churches, you know, businesses, life, countries, the world. 
which he will do to a people, by the way, someday. <laughs> he will give them authority over, you know, uh, lots of things. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's another level of leadership that carries with it an anointing and authority to issue out things, issue out uh, decrees, judgment, uh, healing, deliverance, mm-hmm. you know, a, a direction to people like, you know, Timothy, go do this. You know, that um, that's the difference between that uh, leadership, I believe, and uh, just somebody having a responsibility to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we can get into the mindset of like, I'm in charge of this, right? Like I'm in mm-hmm. charge of this ministry. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in charge of the the cleanup crew and the fellowship hall, we got to get this done. Right. And so I'm in charge of this task. I'm in charge of this team, but forget that we're leading people mm-hmm. and that as a, you know, you can um, view yourself as a task master, <laughs> um, even from a good desire to do something well, but forget that you are actually as part of your assignment as a leader is to care for the souls of people and to shepherd them. And so that's, um, it's important for us to remember that, um, leading in a task, leading in an assignment, never, if we're leading scripturally, if we're leading according to the heart Mm -hmm. of God, that is never separated from caring from the souls of people that we're leading. And that will help uh, keep us in a really great um, position before the Lord and with people. It's like, yes, there may be things that you just, you got to get done. You got to get them done well and you got to bring order and you got to accomplish something. But in that process, never losing sight of the primary mission Mm -hmm. is to build the church, which is people. And Mm -hmm. that requires you to be seeking the Lord for what are the, you know, who are these people? What is your heart towards Mm -hmm. them? How can I help them? Oh, they're not showing up to this. Like, let me get down on them because I'm in charge Mm -hmm. of this and it's my responsibility to, I have the authority to come down on them. It's like, no, what's actually happening in their life and where's their Mm -hmm. soul at? Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's so many um, avenues that opens up beyond just accomplishing something. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, leaders can be very, um, goal oriented. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, the makeup I think of a leader, you have a vision for something, mm-hmm. right? God gives you a vision and it's like, let's accomplish this. Let's go there. We're driving there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if we're not careful, we can just do that at the cost of people around us. So yeah. success in your goals doesn't mean you're a successful leader. Right. <laughs> exactly that. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you leave a trail of broken corpses right. in your wake and you're not really doing that. Well, apparently, <laughs> according to the word, we're, you know, leaders will have to give account of the condition of people's souls. Mm. Is that uh, in the Bible? Yeah, it's, um, it's yeah. in the Bible. It's in Hebrews 13. Yeah. <laughs> 13, yes. <laughs> it, it, there's a, so there's a, there's a, a, a charge on leaders there, mm. you know, like, like you were saying, Liz, it's not just, you know, did you get it done? Right. Did you, you know, it's like, what did you do with the people I put in your charge? That's right. How did you care for their souls? Mm-hmm. What did you do with their souls? Did right. you lead? And by the way, caring for their souls is not always uh, coddling them no. and being, oh, you're so good no matter what, even when they're not. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, then you're lying to them. You're actually, yeah. you know, but in reality, he's, you know, he's expecting leaders to care for their soul. So yeah. sometimes that means correction. Yes. Direction. Well, Jesus, right? Yeah. He's talking to his disciples about leadership. Yeah. And he's washing their feet. Yeah. Right. Which, yes, is like it's you know, um, gives us warm and fuzzies to think of somebody right. washing our feet. But that's actually like he's cleaning the dirt off their life. Yes. You know, and saying this is how you serve people. You mm-hmm. you help clean the dirt off their life. Yeah. You help clear away the dust of their everyday 
um, you know, weariness and then you can anoint them. And that's, you know, there's, there was a washing and then there was anointing that was happening there. And that is such a picture of what leadership actually is. It's not just, Oh, here you have all that dirt. Let me anoint you. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's sticky. (laughs) It's like, no, let's, let's clean this up and let me, but let me get down there in the dirt and help you clean it up. And then let's, let me bring my anointing to your life too. Because yeah, you know, what's more of a yeah. torture than like the inhuman management style? I'm thinking of like office space, like the guy's walking around and he has like a guy sitting at his desk and he has four or five different people come up and say, we need to talk about your TPS reports. You're not right. getting it done. And they just right. don't care about him at all. And they're just, mm-hmm. they're crushing his soul, right? And mm-hmm. then it's like, uh, something in you should revolt against that, that sort of a, mm-hmm. a nitpicking task-oriented approach at the expense of someone's wholeness right yeah so well i think also there's significant difference between leadership and management or supervising Uh, yeah Uh, they are components of leadership right it's part of the you know chain of command if you will but leadership really is a whole like i said earlier it's a whole anointing and authority thing that issues out from it a lot of times managers and uh supervisors not just in the natural and business but mm-hmm. also in church mm-hmm. can you know they are uh task oriented and they're you know checking the box make sure you got it done and then they look good because you got it done for them mm-hmm. and that's not that's just not uh the w- kind of leadership that god's those uh i'm gonna say it's not the leadership god's looking for but he also requires us to take care of business and do mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. right? So we're not just saying, oh, no, well, I don't have to do anything. I just the warm, fuzzy feelings about it. No, yeah, you're going to have to make sure that the things that were a good leader will make sure that things that God assigned to him are actually getting done mm-hmm. and not right. just like left in the dust there. Yeah, um, right. But I liked, I really love that uh, picture of Jesus that you're talking about, and that is he always gave these like natural mm-hmm. either illustrations or did things mm-hmm. naturally mm-hmm. that were you know, that speak to us on so many levels. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and now you're seeing this leader just, just, you know, uh, humbling themselves. Yes. It reminds me of a story. Mm-hmm. Can I do a story? Yeah. So uh, Pastor Pat, uh, our pastor here at Word of Life, we, he and I, he invited me to go with him to Africa one time. And we did. And we went there and we did a whole weekend. It was an Easter weekend and we preached from early in the morning to late at night every day for like three days. And, but at the end, the Lord put it on our hearts to wash the feet of the leaders mm-hmm. of that. There were a bunch of leaders of churches that had come to this one church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, we were asked to speak to their leaders. It was late on the Sunday evening and we, you know, pour our hearts to them. But he put it on our hearts to wash their feet. Mm-hmm which we did when, mm-hmm. and so, you know, we asked the lead pastor and he, he said, you know what? The Lord showed me that this morning. I just didn't know how to ask you guys to do that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this. So we, we did this. It was a wonderful time. And, you know, God just ministering to people mm-hmm. on the way back the next day when the pastor was giving us a ride back to the, uh, uh, you know, airport, mm-hmm. He said, you know, guys, he goes, they might not remember all the preaching you did all this weekend because there was volumes. I didn't remember all the preaching we did, so yeah. how do I expect them to? Um, he's, he said, but they will never forget that you washed their feet. Mm. By the way, these were people who had walked to the church, mm. you know, from out in the, you know, out in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, yeah. 
And so uh, it just struck me when you said that with Jesus, he's, uh, you know, that's my closest brush to being like Jesus, I think. <laughs> 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 but, at one time. At one time. Everything else has been <laughs> not so good. But yeah. you know what I'm saying is right. that, uh, but to, to hear that from a leader of all of those folks, I mean, some of them were all pastors of churches and elders and things. And that he said that that's the thing they yeah. will remember. They will never forget that that you, you came and were willing to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think yeah, this is so yeah. it's just so key and I know this is um you know something that is talked a lot about about washing feet and serving servant leadership mm-hmm. but I I just I know I I hear it so much people have such a desire to be in leadership and have such a desire to be recognized as a leader, mm-hmm. you know, and I um in the worst sense, a lust for it, you know, and, and, um, but really what we're talking about, it's so, it is something that is so in your power to do. (laughs) It's like, you know, and it doesn't, it's like, if you truly desire to be a leader, start washing people's feet. I mean, really like that's, that, that is as basic and as powerful as it gets right there Mm -hmm. is you don't have to, be um titled to do that you don't have to be assigned to do that Mm -hmm. like follow the example of jesus and wash people's feet find find places where people need to be ministered to they need um someone to come alongside and to get down with them in the dirty (laughs) the dirty places and start washing them wash them with the word wash them with love wash them with fellowship like that is actual uh godly leadership right there and um could it, i say also yes. wash them with time yeah like give your time to them yeah and absolutely. you know like people are like what do i do how do i do it? what what about if you just are with them right just spend time with them and absolutely. i mean that is i mean that's what jesus did yeah and know? pour out your anointing on them yeah you know i mean those at, at the very core of leadership that is actually if we're talking about a true leader scripturally godly leader um, that is like less for that place. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Desire like that, that place for sure. That yeah. is like, if we could just put away all of our concepts of being a leader and needing to be validated as a leader and right. needing to be recognized as a leader. And don't people see that I'm an influential person and don't they see this anointing on my life? And why aren't they letting me do this? And why aren't they letting me do that? Like you are fully capable of stepping into leadership right now. Like start washing lives. Start serving people, start loving them. And that, that is Jesus. Jesus was not recognized as, um, you know, an official authorized leader in the earth. He was, Mm -hmm. Jesus was, he was a leader. He just did it. He didn't wait for someone for the Pharisees to come and appoint him as a, as a rabbi, you know, like the people called him rabbi because he was teaching them. I perceive the Holy Spirit is upon you yeah. to <laughs> come out of your innermost, your yeah. spirit into this, and you're passionate about it, and you should be, because that's the only way to be a, a, a really true leader is to yeah. be passionate about the truth yes. first, mm-hmm. not just your position. Mm-hmm. Like I say, people vie for position; they vie for, and that's not that's not leadership. That's not right. the way it was ever intended by God. Mm-hmm. I believe that what happens with people in church. And in businesses and in other, like I said, it's it's across the whole spectrum. It doesn't just stop at the church doors. 
is that they've taken on a world mindset yes. of what leadership is. And in the world, it's dog eat dog. It's crush everybody around you. It's make people, you know, uh, be subservient to you. Just, you know, p- press them down and don't let don't let them get up because, mm-hmm. you know, then you're not the leader anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's so not God. Yeah. And I, I hope people hear when they're hearing this that, the uh, spirit behind that, the, the truth behind that, that, you know, we're urging people in this podcast to, you know, don't be, we can use that as an excuse for our sin of, of not being active in leadership. We yes. can, we, right. it's a sin. It's actually, you're, mm-hmm. you're pulling back. Like the Bible says, he doesn't take any pleasure in them that draw back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're people, no, I'm drawing back because I don't have a title. It's like, you don't need a title. You need to live. Yes. <laughs> you need to live that. Right. Because if you're waiting for the title to come and it doesn't, you will spend all your time dying and not giving. Yeah. 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 Mm. I, I, I get it. Yeah. I am really passionate about this, yeah, you should <laughs> this <be>. subject <laughs> and it's something that, um, I don't know, it just burns in me. And and I, and I it, it's hard too because I know a lot of times in the church people feel so unrecognized. You know, this is something that, and I hear it a lot. They feel unrecognized. They feel unvalidated. They feel invalidated. They feel um, like no one sees the anointing on their life. No one mm-hmm. will put them in this position or that position. And it's like, man, people respond to the anointing of the Lord. That that is just, it's a true. It doesn't, you know, you could be, you could have a title of pastor, and yet people will follow someone else because they're they respond to the anointing on their life Absolutely. and that is like it it's just um i'm trying to like formulate the words correctly for this but um can we get past the need for someone to validate us um before we're willing to serve like just pour your life out if you pour your life out on people they will respond to the anointing of the lord that is and that and that will um, validate if you you know your soul mm-hmm. more than anything else, more than anything any accolade someone can give you in front of in front of millions of people. It's like if you understand the anointing of the Lord is flowing through me because I'm actually laying my life down for people, mm-hmm. and I'm doing it without expectation of return. I'm doing it without expectation of of um, acknowledgement. You know, it's like that. That place of leadership, that place of like pouring your life out as a drink offering, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, Paul says, like that, that place is something that is so rare and so beautiful and so um, reserved <laughs> for people who are willing to bring themselves to that spot. There, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is like when you touch into that, right. when you tap into that, you don't need anything else. Well, some of the best things that could happen is that the church would not recognize you because let's say you're pouring your life out as a drink offering into the vessel of the church, but there's a cork in that cup. It's going to spill over onto the world. Right. And a lot of times people are not being recognized. They're not being given a platform in the church because the Lord's directing their anointing to leadership in the world and a vocation that he has for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happened for me. Like when I was coming up in the church, I really wanted to be a teacher and a pastor and I wasn't recognized as that for a long time, but I had stuff to preach. I'm like, there's like a message here. There's like, people need to be getting saved. They need to be seeing Jesus. And I was like, where can I tell people? And I, you know, it drove me to street corners and it drove me to, um, you know, anywhere. 
where there was an opportunity. And that was where I could pour out my anointing. And eventually, you know, it would be recognized. That will be recognized mm-hmm. when it, when you no longer care about it, usually. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to serve people. I'm just going to lead forth the gospel. And if you're in a season where that isn't being recognized by certain people that you think it needs to be recognized by, who cares? Like, what does God see? What is God asking you to do? And go do it. (laughs) Go deliver it. And what is the reward? Mm -hmm. Right. What reward are you, are you, or do you want to be a leader because you think it's going to be fulfilling? (laughs) 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 You should find something else. (laughs) (laughs) But understanding, There is a need, you know, whatever um, acknowledgement we receive on the earth, like that's it. That's all you get. Right. Right. If you, if you receive accolades on the earth, I hope you enjoyed it because that is your reward. <laughs> it's going, you know, with it's you. like that's <laughs> that two minutes of like, wow, pastor David's amazing. You know, masterful yeah. message. It's like masterful. everyone cheers and claps. Gosh. Like that's, that's it. Reward. But, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but the places of where you are like just genuinely pouring your life out and no one may see, and you don't care if anyone sees, cause that's not who you're doing it for anyway. Right. There is an eternal reward because you're coming into Christ likeness. Like that is the reward in itself here on the earth, but also that you are coming into a relationship with him. That is going to an eternal place with yeah. him. You know, that's, well, you know, like I said, we, I just keep going back to Jesus and how he led mm-hmm. and who he rebuked for their wrong leadership. Yeah. You know, Pharisees, yeah. like they wanted they wanted the praise of men mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. the praise of God, right? That's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Paul later on is like, what about them super apostles? Now, they were desirous. They wanted uh, to look good. And, and and have the final say. They wanted to determine everything in their own mind and their own strength. And they they did. They were not focused on actually leading like Jesus leads, yeah. being who he was in the earth. Mm-hmm. And so you get they get this whole other uh, you know uh, religion on how it is to lead, and it's not God's. Well, it's not His way. Well, what happens in that situation when somebody has the the leadership position but not the grace or the anointing for it. They usually step outside of their um, ability and where they're called to, I believe. When they're outside of that, out of the grace um, and the anointing, they actually, um, they can become a dictator pretty easily. They can force everybody to to follow them, uh, comply with them, I guess you want to call that. Um, And and it's forced. And... uh, People, and I'm going to say this, I know some people are not going to like it, but you know, they're not going to love you. Mm. And I know, you know, there's a bunch of <laughs> leaders out there going, they don't have to love me. I just, you know, I'm leading, you know, and that's great. You can have that stance. You can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh but um, if they don't love you, what did you give them? You didn't give you didn't give them love. You didn't give them the love of God. You didn't, you know, you know, like you said earlier, Pastor David, you know, that Holy Spirit came to lead us and guide us. He, you know, and also, you know, Romans tells us, you know, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by love. So we're here to bring God, the pure love of God, which isn't uh, this taskmaster. <laughs> so if you don't have the, uh, uh, you know, that uh, anointing on you or that calling on you to, you know, and you try to just, push your way into that place, you're in probably pretty dangerous waters and you could be in charge of a lot of people. 
Well, yeah. what you said is so true, but I think it's even more true if you flip it around. And if you're in a place of leadership mm-hmm. over people without the calling and the grace and the power and mm-hmm. the anointing from God, you won't love them. Right. Right. You'll just pretend mm-hmm. because you think that you have to do something and you're doing something that will not profit you even 1%. Right. You should probably reevaluate what you're doing because Paul said, you know, even if you have all these great prophetic powers and gifts, it, it mm-hmm. profits you nothing if you don't have love. You can't love them. And then, you know, they, of course, they're not going to respond in love right. if they're not being loved. It might take them a long time to respond, by the way, too. <laughs> you might have to right. lead them and earn their trust and, and earn their love, right. in a sense, over the long haul. But if you don't have love from God, mm-hmm. of like, hey, I'm called to do this. This is where I've been placed. I don't know. Like, it would be really, really hard for you to love that. If you feel like it's an inconvenience and you're being put to lead something that you don't even want to lead, mm-hmm. you're going to resent them. And love is not resentful. You know, right. The very people that you're supposed to be loving, you'll probably resent them. Also, I believe that uh, loving is not just whitewashing all the things that you're responsible for. Like, for example, sometimes when you love somebody, you're correcting them mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you're redirecting them. You're calling okay. them to repentance. You're, all of the hard side. Like, I don't want people to come away with this. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know, you know, nice, fuzzy little feeling. Okay. They only <laughs> believe that leadership just goes, love. Oh, I just yeah. love you so much. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's really nice. Except that. If you really don't love somebody, you, well, first of all, you really won't lay down your life for them and you won't uh, d- caution them or direct them or warn them when something's about to hit their life. Yeah. You'll just let them go off the cliff. You'll, you know, and that's where real love and real leadership comes in, where you may have to step in at times and, and go, okay, uh, the, you're just going wrong. Yeah. And, that's real leadership. That's when you're willing to put it all on the line mm-hmm. to, you know, sacrifice it all. Jesus was willing to sacrifice it all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's the core of it right there. Leadership is giving your life. Mm. And yeah. I know we'll have uh, many future discussions about this subject yes. of leadership. I know yes. that Pastor Bob has been teaching this for a long time and living it out more importantly. Yeah. So we have lots of lots of places to go. I think we gave everyone a lot to chew on. Yeah. I got to go do some repenting and uh, me too. <laughs> Every coming day back for into me. alignment with true leadership and uh, yeah, dying. Leadership oh, is wow. dying. There you go. So if you want your takeaway for today, go tweet that. You can put it out there. Leadership <laughs> is dying. Dying that others. Die. Everyone will love it. <laughs> You'll be very popular if you yes. just continue to promote that message. So <laughs> thanks for joining us today. Yeah. We will see you guys next time. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.